Hey everybody, you're listening to Beyond 1894. This is the official podcast of Louisiana Tech University. Uh, Our guest for this episode is Dr. Eric Wood. He's our Vice President and Director of Athletics. Dr. Wood, thank you for being here today. Good to be with you, Gavin. I really appreciate you having me on. Sure thing. Um, We kind of mentioned you know, internally a while back, sort of when you first came on, which to you might seem like forever ago at this point. Three years now. But um, we've been talking about trying to get you on the podcast. So um, maybe it's good that you're here now. You've had some time under your belt here as AD. Um, But let's sort of take it back a little bit further and talk about how you got into sort of the sports sphere and kind of what led you here to Louisiana Tech. Yeah. So um, I was a college football student athlete, psychology major, and um Really enjoyed my time. Been playing sports since I was eight years old, football, basketball, baseball, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of everything. But I realized during my time, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, um, maybe a physical therapist. It had to be related to sports. Sure. So in trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I thought maybe I want to coach. Maybe I want to be a physical therapist. Well, my head coach got fired uh, after my like sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized how volatile <laughs> of a profession yeah. that is, right? Because the head coach gets fired, then everybody gets fired uh, on the staff. And I thought, hmm, not sure that's it. You know, how do I stay around the game um, and, and you know, remain in sports for a career? And so um, had a, a mentor introduce me to, you know, hey, there's a whole profession out there in college athletics. It's kind of student affairs, but in sports. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bingo, that's what I want to do. So that that's where the, 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 the start came from and was able to secure a graduate assistantship position at Clemson um, in 1998 and been in it ever since. So. Along that journey, how kind of did you decide? Because it's not, it's no small task to say, I want to be an AD. Sure. It's a lot of people who work in college athletics, you know, it's their kind of dream job, their end goal. But where was that switch flipped for you in your career? Yeah, I think I did not get into it thinking I want to be the AD. Mm-hmm. I got into it thinking that I wanted to make an impact because, you know, I was a kid that I did well. With my grades, like a GPA, but I was not good on the standardized tests. And so I didn't do well on the, you know, we took the SAT in New York. I know this is an ACT right. world over here, but, you know, I didn't do well on my tests. And so my options were not unlimited. I was not a, you know, power five level mm-hmm. uh, athlete, student athlete. And so, you know, I, I just got in it because the people that I went that I when I was a student athlete, they put their arms around me. They 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 allowed me to dream bigger than what my circumstances told me were possible. And I got in this thing. It was just to impact student athletes. And that's what I wanted to do. They changed my perspective on who I was and who I could be, you know, um, getting into to college. I didn't have a whole lot of offers, you know, to, to do to play mm-hmm. and be a student. Right. And so I was grateful for that. And so that changed my whole perspective. It wasn't until, you know, probably 10 years into it where you go, how can I have greater impact on, you know, on, on coaches, on our just profession. So 10 years into it, about where are you in your career then? Where? So let's see, I got started at 22 as a graduate assistant, 32 years old. Uh, oh boy, 2008. Um, man, you got me thinking, Matt Gavin, I was at, it's gotta be really, um, when I got to Wake Forest. Okay. My first job was at New Haven mm-hmm. um, in 2002. Like my first in my full first full time job. Still just worried about impact, impact, impact. Yeah. And I get to the to Wake Forest, and I'm like, whoa! I'm exposed to 
big time college athletics and big time academics. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just started to watch some of the athletic directors in the industry and stealing different ideas Mm -hmm. and things from them. Um, But I'll tell you what, it was also there where people told me, if you are on this student track where you're just in academics and compliance or student services, it's an, it's a noble profession within a noble track within athletics, Mm -hmm. but those aren't the people who get the athletic director jobs. So just kind of, you know, wanting to overachieve, yeah. I'm going, really? Yeah. Okay. A little you telling know. you to diversify a little bit. Yeah. Your skill right? set. Yeah. You need to be able to, you know, learn some marketing and learn ticket sales and learn fundraising mm-hmm. and learn some of those external uh, uh, skill sets. Right. And uh, so that's where I was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to do that. I want to broaden out, broaden my experience a little bit. So kind of got out of compliance mm-hmm. a little bit and uh, started overseeing different units internally within the athletics department, but that have a indirect impact on students. I didn't have the direct impact, but I was overseeing units that did. And then, you know, really started to say, Hey, now I need to learn fundraising and marketing and all of that. So, but it was, it wasn't, I didn't get into it to be an athletics director. I just wanted to impact the way people impacted me. So, um, family kind of works in there too. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm sure like once you get into a position where, um, you have to start thinking about the future and family that affects kind of where you want to be, who you want to be. When did that sort of play into it for you? Yeah, you're right. You know, you're single in this profession and the job opportunity looks great. You just go great. I'll figure out how to live in. I'm from New York city. I yeah. got a job at Clemson in South Carolina from yeah. 8 million people to about 12,000 people, <laughs> yeah. right in the South for the first time. Um, but you have a little more flexibility and then, um, you know, as you mentioned, you get married or you have children and now every it's in, everybody's impacted by it. So you can be a little more selective and a little more intentional. And for me, every move was how am I adding to the portfolio, right? What's the value add in this move? Um, I wasn't necessarily a, oh, that's a power five brand, you know, or, you know, that's a sexier job, so to speak. It was mm-hmm. what does it add to my to my portfolio um, so that I can start rounding out my experience with each move. Um, but we fell in love with the South, Gavin. Uh, we, I guess so. We yeah. really <laughs> did, man. We went Clemson, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, Arkansas. Then we went to uh, to Florida mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, back here. And that that made th- those previous experiences made this move from Orlando to Ruston, uh, albeit a big jump, yeah. right? Um it just made it a little more palatable for my yeah, family. Yeah, comfortable. Right? Yeah, yeah, and you knowing it was going to be our first athletic director job. Yeah. So, but this this job, like all of ours in higher ed, right? I mean, it is just demanding. It's seven days a week. It's not your traditional nine to five, as you know. And um, finding a way to integrate my family into that has been the toughest challenge. But mm. it's been a priority. But it's been the toughest challenge. So right before here, UCF, right? Yep. Um, what is that like? The like gearing up for a transition to an AD position. Kind of walk me through what your thoughts were as you were interviewing, and how like how you knew yeah that tech was going to be the place for you when that came around. You know, I've had that, Gavin. I'm glad you asked because I did interview for um, two other AD positions throughout my career. Mm-hmm. The first one, I knew I had no shot, but I wanted to get an experience. Yeah. What do they ask? What are they looking for? Right? Do I have that? Where are my gaps? So that in between this one and the next one. I can look mm-hmm. to fill that with with a new skill set. Um, but then uh, the next one, I got down to a finalist. So it was down to two. And so you can kind of you get emotionally invested in these things and they they wear you out because you have to you have to keep doing your job well. 
but you're also trying to invest and, and, and put your best foot forward. I say I've said this before. This job interview, I was probably the the most authentic about who I was and why and my skill set. Okay, you know, on previous ones, you're kind of stretching a little bit on the resume. Yeah. yes, I did this. I was assisting. Put on, on a this. show a little bit. Uh, you just, just you're stretching your yeah. what that resume really says. And this one, I said, you know what? Uh, if God intended for this one to be it, I'm just going to be exactly who I am. They'll see they, they'll see my resume. I'll hopefully get a Zoom interview out of this and. Um, it was the it was the first time probably in all three of those I was just the most authentic I could be and 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 it and it worked you know yeah so was there a moment where you're kind of thinking this is what this was my goal I'm I'm are are you kind of just going with the flow and thinking I'm just gonna take if this job takes me here it takes me here and yeah. When I was the deputy at, at, at UCF, you, you, you know, you kind of have an idea of, do I want to be in the Midwest and the West, on the West Coast, the South? Do you want to go back to the Northeast? We wanted to be in the South and we love college towns, mm-hmm. you know, if possible, right? Yeah. And, and as I was eyeing it over the, you know, been in this thing now 24 years, um, I had been eyeing Conference USA, you mm-hmm. know, just the reputation of the conference, the location of the schools, you know, the MAC was, had been a, uh, as a, as a reputable league, mm-hmm. the Mid American Conference, but, Looking at some of those cities, I was like, ah, you know, I would prefer to be in this league. And so when the opportunity presented itself, I'm like, I'm, I'm open to learning more about it, you know, and you start Googling. And, and if, as the athletics director, you look at, we have three Hall of Famers. Yeah. And you think about the, you know, the Kicks Brookses of the world and, and all the people outside of athletics that are Hall of Famers. And you go, man, I knew about La Tech, but I really didn't know. And then whoever gets to meet Dr. Geis in an interview, it's hard to tell that man no, right? Mm -hmm. He is the most genuine person that I've ever met. And so in the process, as you're doing the interviews and I'm researching this institution, you start to fall more and more in love with it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, when it worked out, we were so thrilled, so thrilled, but took this job sight unseen. Yeah, you you did. did, You you know, we interviewed. It was a a tricky, it was 2020, right? 2020, 2020, middle of COVID, Mm -hmm. middle of the social justice movement. Yeah. NIL gets introduced, the transfer portal, all that starts to come to a head. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gavin, I'll tell you, there's no manual for that. They don't teach you that in AD school, (laughs) you know, how to walk through that. Right. And um, so, yeah, there was there was it felt different as the as the institution's first African-American athletic Uh director doing social justice. Just an added added weight Mm -hmm. that, you know, you're you're already a rookie AD, you know, and and, uh, fair or not. I felt like, I you know, you're carrying carrying the flag, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, And so more pressure. But. You know, it's three years later. We're surviving. We're still yeah. here. And uh, I'm just just ready for us to just take the next step man, and, and thrive. Let's talk about culture a little bit because yeah. we're talking about kind of you coming into the role. And I, you know, I don't have any AD experience or sure. anything close to it. But I have to imagine when you take on a, an AD position, especially for the first time, that you have elements of a culture that you want to build in mind, but you're also cognizant of the fact that you're coming into a place that has a lot of culture and history and tradition and that striking that balance is important and tricky. So speak to that a little bit. Like how, how did you balance that coming in and what were some of those cultural elements that you wanted to bring in and build 
moving forward? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, you're right. You, you want to come in and be a listener, right? I mean, it, it may be cliche, but you go on the listening tour. I had a hundred day plan uh, and we called it, I called it the hundred day plan of attack, but the plan of attack was make yourself available. People don't know who you are. I didn't go to school here. I'm not from Louisiana, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I had zero ties to this place. Uh, other than when I was a grad assistant at Clemson in 2001, we played okay, Louisiana yeah. Tech in the Humanitarian <laughs> Bowl. Um, and just being in Arkansas for seven years, True, we recruited yeah. this area pretty heavily um, because there are just so many great athletes mm -hmm. uh, in this state. But um, but I, in that 100-day plan, that included meeting with the – the deans. I met with every dean of every college because I knew as a vice president, you know, having that designation for the first time, I was not here to just be an athletics director. I was here to be on the team that continues to help move the university forward. I was one cog in the wheel of other yeah. members on this leadership team. So I needed to get to know those people. So I met with every dean of the college. I met with, you know, Dean Gilbert and and uh, Dean Vaughn mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and Dr. Crawford and, um, you know, Dean Speed. I met with, met with all of them, met with our conduct first, mm -hmm. you know, met with um, um, – conduct. I just kind of went around as many people as I could touch. Yeah. Number one, to introduce myself and then just to hear who they were and what, where they came from. So for me, that was part of, you know, the culture was I'm here to be a teammate. I'm not here to operate in a silo. I don't think athletics is more important than any other place on this campus. So how can I help? Here's who I am and how mm -hmm. can I help? And so I wanted to do that first and foremost. So we hit every, you know, I had this plan and my assistant helped me walk through that and stay on pace to, to do that and to hear what had been the culture yeah. over in athletics, right? So that I can go, okay, that part, let's continue doing that. But hey, it seems like there was a gap here. I want to go ahead and fill that. How can I, how can we do that as a department? The other thing, Gavin, was, you know, I mentioned to our athletics department staff in my first meeting with them, you didn't choose me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they didn't point. come to work here when I was sitting in the chair or I recruited them to come work at our university. So I'm here to listen to you. So the first thing we did was I just had a little survey to send out. Who are you? You know, share what you're willing to share. What are your values? Who's your mm -hmm. go-to person in the department? What go, what has gone well over your time here? Where are our areas of growth? So, you know, right off the bat, the first thing was communication. Mm -hmm. We need to increase that, right? So I got a chance to just let them tell me what it is as opposed to me coming and making an assumption that it's good, bad, or indifferent, right? right? So I, that was kind of the approach I took. I'm a, I'm a one piece in the cog, you know, although we get a lot of attention as an athletics department. Um, and I know people don't love the phrase, but we're often the front porch. Doesn't mean it's the most important part of the right. house, but sometimes that's how people get introduced to our university. Mm -hmm. So I realized that we play an important role from a brand, you know, uh, um, perspective, mm -hmm. right? So I wanted to make sure that I introduced myself and I heard from all the leadership on campus, including in the academy part of what we do. Right. And then also with, with our own staff. And so I had a chance and I do it now, Gavin, even if I'm not directly involved with a hire, everybody knows that I get 15 minutes with every new employee. Mm. So I can say, who are you? Yeah. Right. And then here's who we are. And we talk about culture, class and competitive excellence with every hire that we make. So just trying to make sure that they hear that up front and they're not here a year and go, now, I didn't know that was your expectation. Yeah. Right. So I want to be a good teammate. I want to be a great colleague um, and serve our, our president and serve our institution and our community. And that's I want to do that. I want our athletic department to be representative of that as well. Yeah. Let's uh, continuing to talk about culture a little bit. Yep. 
you just threw out a phrase, culture, class, competitive excellence. Yep. And then another phrase that we kind of mentioned before the show, uh, compete, compete, compete. Yeah. We use those kind of externally here and there, sure. kind of, you know, a marketing phrase, but it's more than that. And you use, you also hammer them home internally, yeah. right? So <laughs> right. speak about what those kind of mean to you and yeah. how you sort of integrate those into how you operate here. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I wanted to, in preparation for my athletic director interview mm-hmm. was you have to anticipate they're going to ask me who I am. What do we stand for? And in working for so many different athletic directors, right, I was trying to just pull the things out from each of them as I was deciding who I was going to be when I was blessed with an opportunity to serve as an athletics director. And, you know, culture may sound cliche and every coach and athletics person talks about it, but that was going to be really important to me. I think it can sustain you Mm -hmm. um, when we have a year like we did last year where things just weren't going our way and many of our sports, right? Or we have a loss in a position or, you know, or just anything at the university. I think a, a culture of caring and support of, of one another um, was important. So I wanted to make sure that that was a pillar of what we what we do and what we talk about. You know, if somebody you know has an injured student athlete or on, on the positive side, if a new first time head coach gets their first win, yeah. that their peers are organically going, man, we, we're family. We care about you, the good and the bad. So, so the culture piece I share with them is, you know, I, I stole this a little bit from John Gordon, but he talks about you can have a mission statement, but it's more important to have people on mission. Hmm. Right. And so who we hire, who we let go, who's a part of our team has a direct impact on that student athlete experience and on each other. And so we want to be very careful about about that piece. So the culture is we want to graduate them. We want to we don't want to wait for somebody to pick up the trash in the hallway. We want to serve each other when we need an extra camera person or our student worker didn't show up. Let's jump in. Nobody's too good for the job here, right? So that's the culture piece. Um, the class, and while we want people to go to class, the class <laughs> portion was sportsmanship and professionalism, right? right? So just in the community at Utility Pizza, at Flying Burger, mm-hmm. at the uh, Celebrity Movie Theater, we always talk about the logo never coming off, right? Mm-hmm. And so regardless, we represent the athletic department, our families, our faith, all of that when we're in this community and elsewhere. So just a, a reminder to myself as the leader and for others. And then the competitive excellence, right? I, I'm, I am the most competitive person you'll meet. I want to do that in a, you know, in a higher ed setting as well. But um, if they keep score, we want to win it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, but that's not only on a competitive field, that's in, that's in the classroom. And so we want to compete. We want to outdo our last quarter's GPA. Yeah. We want to, we want to know what the national average is by sport so that we can compete with that. Um, and so I just, we want to compete in the classroom. We want to compete on our respective playing fields. And then we want to compete to, to be a better person while we're here. For our student athletes, for our staff, we want to grow. And so I've had a chance to think about it a little bit before taking the job, and I'm even more bullish about it now. Those are the three things and the, the buckets through you know how we make decisions in our department. So you just kind of mentioned since you've been since you've taken the job to now, let's talk about that some more. Yeah. How have not only you changed personally, professionally in the last, you know, almost three years now, right? Um, but how have how do you think you've sort of shaped the department around here and how do you think athletics has changed and how what are the ways that you're growing sure. and evolving because of not necessarily you tooting your own horn about your leadership sure. but you know how do you think things have changed i'm hoping that the mindset of who we are in this national landscape mm-hmm. right i mean you know cuz you you at least understand our world and athletics a little bit that 
the budgets aren't the same. Oh yeah. The size of the staff isn't the same. The market that we TV market we're in, you know, we can be a solutions oriented. We can be whiners. We can talk about all the things we don't have. In fact, when I arrived here, there was a saying in a department of a prideful statement of we do more with less. While I get that, I don't, I didn't want us, including myself to just go, this is who we are. You know, and mm-hmm. and and settle with that. We're going to get by. We're going to yeah. yeah. We're just going to kick the can and do that. I want to do more with more. What does that mm-hmm. look like? From a and that's a human capital. That's our increasing our resources, fundraising, marketing, expanding the brand. Like I don't want to. You know, so I just wanted to change the mindset a little bit of of just you know this is all that Louisiana Tech can do or can sure, have, yeah. right? And so I'm realistic that we're not ever going to have, not ever, but we're not we're not going to be the power five school, but we want to be the most dominant sought after group of five school where mm-hmm. we are right now. And in this era of realignment, I want people calling us yeah. and going, oh, we're good here. Or actually that's a good offer, right? And so that's another phrase we talk about here, being the most sought after group of five school in the country. It helps everybody. It helps admissions. It helps you know, the academic prestige, all of that faculty, the recruitment of professors. Um, and so I think it just impacts when, when we're doing well as the front porch, it just shines a light on all the good things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Right? Gavin, we, whenever we're on TV for football, it's a four hour infomercial for, that's true for Louisiana tech. And we talk about, uh, um, trenchless technology and the LTRI building and what's mm-hmm. happening in engineering and business and nursing and, we get a chance to highlight that, yeah. right? And so, um, and and show our our uh, promotional uh, uh, commercial that you guys put together, mm-hmm. right? So we get a chance to do that. So I, I don't know. I, I hope that I've pushed us to just not say, "Well, here's what we've always done," or "This is who we've always been." I want to keep pushing the limit with some realistic expectations. Hope that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. And what about personally? How do you think you've changed over the last? Three or so years. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've become more <laughs> I've become more empathetic mm-hmm. because you know I've all you know I've been the number two guy leading up to this, right. and you kind of question every decision your previous athletic directors make, or maybe you've been a provost or a vice president, and you're questioning what your president does. And mm-hmm. boy, until you sit in the chair, you know. Um, you, you, you know, I, I've called a few of those athletic directors back and said, hey, I need to apologize to you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I know what that feels like now, you know. And so I've become more empathetic from that standpoint. I've just been a because I didn't have the grades, because I didn't have the size, because I didn't have the speed, because there were so many things like I, I always had this chip on my shoulder mm-hmm. that I'm going to be the best with what I have and I'm going to outdo all of your expectations. And that's great. And I want our department to emulate those as well. But I've become more empathetic about you know, from this, in this leadership role um, and trying to serve our people, right? And we can recruit nationally here when we have job openings, um, but the people who who stay love this place. They have some connection, you know, regionally, and um, they they've got a mindset of of, of overachieving. And mm-hmm. so I've just kind of learned a little bit about just because I've been around the country the last twenty years, not everybody's a perfect fit. Um, just because they've done well at said institution, right? So I would say off the top of my head, those things, uh, just empathetic, more strategic, you know, um, and then watching a watching a president, having a seat at that table, try to manage yeah. an entire university. 
boy. <laughs> I, yeah, my, I don't, I don't I feel, envy him too often. I feel often. like my job is hard, but the president's probably got the hardest job yeah. in, in the country and higher it, you know, so. Yeah, and I, I think um, it's an interesting point to to make and think about you were only kind of, not from the bottom looking up, but you had an outside perspective on your own role before you got here, and now you sort of, you're the guy in the chair now with it. So yeah. um, that's an interesting way to look at it. I think we'll look ahead now to the future just sure. a little bit for this upcoming year. But we would be remiss if we didn't kind of talk about the tail end of the last athletic season and um, things like giving day and kind of how that's changed over the year. We had a record breaking giving day uh, in the spring um, with a very significant portion of that being athletics driven. Um, speak a little bit towards the growth you've seen in that area and kind of your hopes for that. Yeah, not th- thanks for for sharing that. Yeah, we were we were excited about giving day. Right. I mean, that's. We know that we have a visible platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, so we should be out there leading the charge, right? Um, because I think when, when, when athletics giving goes up, I think it impacts the university yeah. giving, right? And, 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 and even when we go out, Colton Prim is our fundraiser within athletics mm-hmm. and the advancement team. Um, you know, oftentimes there's looking for ways to do that, to have a gift that impacts you know, campus and athletics. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for that. Uh, but we were excited, man, $1.8 million on giving day, you know, from us. I mean, that that's just, it's incredible, yeah. right? With a community our size, with a donor base, with an alumni base of our size, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and But our goal, Gavin, is I've heard over the last three years, you know, you guys only care about the, the big money people. And it's just not true. The goal over the last three years is to have been to create an on ramp mm-hmm. for everybody that's in, you know, for their season of life. We still have to implement a, a, a collegiate membership, probably. Yeah. But we've got a young alumni membership now, right? With great benefits, great discounts that you get for at, until you hit 26. We've got LTAC, which continues to keep the lights on for us, mm-hmm. you know, and provide some operational needs. We've, in, you know, implemented the IA society now right. for those at a phase of their life that can commit over five years. And so the goal was just not to try to collect million dollar checks that we, we don't have. We had one last year, right? right? Um, it's to find a level where everybody can feel comfortable buy with their in. discretionary, right? What's your passion? How can we match it up and get you just involved and philanthropically given? There are naturally some benefits mm-hmm. when you join in and tickets or parking or, you know, other other benefits. But we want we want to have you to have a passion for a certain You're area, invested. certain sport. Mm-hmm. And you get in with us and help us move. Right. I, we've used the phrase championships uh, require championship resources. Um, and we, we want to remain competitive in our league. So um, so, you know, I just want to I'm glad you asked that just so that I can share that we any gift, any size, right? Every year is kind of our deal mm-hmm. uh, to help us continue to be competitive, first and foremost, in our league in Conference USA. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. And 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 here's the other part I want to brag about from our own staff: three years in a row now, where every full time person has given something. Mm-hmm. It's not mandatory, but I do charge them with, hey, are we going to invest in our own cause? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier for Colton and myself when we're out on the road trying to fundraise to say, hey, our entire operation is is invested in what mm-hmm. we're doing. We even had about seven or eight interns, Gavin. I was about to say, you know, you've been an intern before. Yeah. You know that like these guys aren't making no. bank or anything. So to, to give a little gift but of whatever. But they gave up one coffee. Yeah. They gave up one community coffee yeah. uh, that, that week to say, yes, I'm invested in my own cause. And I... 
there's a lot of things I've been proud of that we've done. I'm really proud of that, that three years in a row, everybody says, yes, I get it. I'm it's hard like, enough to do that once. Yes. It's hard enough to pull that off right, once. Right. So I'm really proud of what our staff is, has done. And uh, hopefully they don't feel um, forced into it. Hopefully they see the vision and understand the expectation, right? So. So, yeah, let's again, like I said, let's look forward a little yep. bit. Let's look at the future. Fall sports coming up, yep. a new kind of a fresh year coming up. Um, we're in a kind of unique situation with football participating in week zero. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the next year, man. Yeah. You know, uh, for well, so soccer is get soccer and volleyball get started mm-hmm. early as well. But this is week zero in a nine team league. Next year will be at 10 uh, just due to all the realignment that's happening. Right. And I'll tell you what, just off the top of my head right now, it feels good to be in a league, you yeah. know, right now, yeah. because as you remember a year or so ago, maybe almost two years now, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we were fighting to just have a, 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 a minimum of eight schools in a league. So I'm grateful to be where we are right mm-hmm. now. And you can kind of, you know, you look at the teams that are still in conference USA yeah. that were there, you know, previously, and we're kind of one of those veteran That's teams right. that are familiar with the conference, familiar and, with the conference mm-hmm. foundational program. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that, you know, but week zero presents, uh, it's on, on one end, it presents some challenges. School hasn't started yet. Yeah. So at every orientation that they invite me to, I'm encouraging kids to yeah. come back. I know our university has made some accommodations if they want to come back and be a part of the game. Um, and so we, we need that. You know, we also have, uh, um, uh, so on one end is a challenge. On the other end, it's week zero and people are thirsting for football at that mm-hmm. moment. And we're the last game on that Saturday, okay, you yeah. know, eight o'clock at night on national TV. So we need people in the stands, not, not only to help us win, but to, to show well on national TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so presents a challenge on one end, but it presents an opportunity on the other end where we can showcase our university. And again, highlight what's happening on campus. So we need our students. We need our fans that are local. You know, we've got a new TV deal that, you know, I know some people are, are concerned about because we've got a Tuesday night game in, in October. And, you know, again, for that, we needed to increase our brand exposure. We needed to mm-hmm. help with recruiting. We needed to increase our revenue. And so just entering that new contract with ESPN and CBS you know, is crucial for us. Not ideal, probably playing on a Tuesday, but you're also maybe the only show on the road. Uh, yeah, on, yeah. If on, someone on, just on wants TV. to watch football on yeah. Tuesday night, yeah. You know, and the Mac has been doing this for a long time mm. in November. So we had a preemptive strike and we've got October where Conference USA is going to be front and center. And, um, you know, for, for, for a couple of years, we're, we're, we're going to, you know, try to maximize the national exposure. Mm-hmm. So it impacts our university as well. So, um, the we're I guess you know hope is is an interesting sure. word for it, but speak to sort of why you're amped up about the next yeah. year. Like what what about athletics has got you ready for the next year? Yeah, you know we had two first time head coaches with Coach Cumby mm-hmm. and Talvin Hester. Um, Brooke Store with the injuries that that program had still was able to get 19 wins yeah. with her first team All Conference center out for nine of those games and just. Amaya having, I mean, they were just injuries and, and, and they battled through that. So, you know, having, having NLR back and, and keeping that group together, men's basketball has brought in some outstanding recruits. Yep. I've had a chance to really spend some time with them in the tack and just some good dudes mm-hmm. on a good base that returned with Jordan Crawford and Isaiah Crawford and, and Will Allen. 
mm-hmm. um, and Drayvon Mangum, those four guys that wanted to be here and I mm-hmm. think are, are helping the new guys learn a little bit of Coach Hester's style. Uh, he's a good human being as well. He, he wants these young men to grow off the court as does Sonny. I, I think the community's had a chance to see who Sonny Cumbie yep. is. So I'm just fired up for them to have that first year under their belt. They both had tough seasons to get started. I'm ready to see them settle into their head coaching roles and, yep. and their you know, 45 new guys on the football team, right? So I'm interested in those. We know Lane Burroughs is not going to let baseball have, you know, right. back-to-back tough seasons. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Softball has brought in some new recruits. Mm-hmm. Soccer's fired up. I mean, I've just – volleyball's got a, a new crew they're in right now in their preseason, very optimistic with a team that wants to be here. And we were on the cusp of making the conference yep. tournament, oh, yeah. which we had never done in our right. history. One match, mm-hmm. volleyball match away from doing that. So I'm just excited to get the nasty taste out of our mouths mm-hmm. from last year's just struggle, you know, and and uh, and everybody's looking forward and optimistic. Yeah. Struggle makes triumph a little sweeter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned I was a phrase. Uh, adversity is a ticket that could take you to places you couldn't have gone without it. It's, mm. it's a phrase that I just got. We're going to focus on resiliency this year. We're going to have injuries. We're going to have somebody want to transfer out. We'll have people that want to transfer in. It's a new world and trying to manage your roster. I being a coach, a college coach these days with yeah. these new rules is no joke. It's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. NIL, transfer portal, all that stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting cocktail. You're recruiting your own teams now on every sport, probably more so than others to come in mm-hmm. and join your team. It's it's more of a sort of free agency yeah. like the pro leagues have and a lot of things. So, yeah. yeah. We didn't sign up for that, but it is what right. we live in now. Right. And we've got to find a way to continue to, to, to move forward. Mm-hmm. So, last question before yep. I let you go. Um, we'll get kind of retrospective here uh you as an ad now what you've done what you've experienced what you've learned if you could speak to ga eric wood mm-hmm. and sort of not just not not necessarily let him know what's coming but sort of give him some advice what would that be like yeah yeah i i would looking back now 24 years later i would tell the ga the grad assistant eric wood just serve where you are and, 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 and be solutions oriented, serve and solve problems. Um, don't worry about the brand. Don't worry about the high profile nature of the school that you're going to go work mm-hmm. for. Do your job really well. Serve the people, your constituents, your students, your colleagues, be a great teammate. Um, and, and, and the rest will take care of itself. You know, I was trying to orchestrate every move, you know, and yes, I wanted it to diversify the portfolio and mm-hmm. add skill sets. But looking back on it, I'm, you know, I, I feel like creating great relationships, authentic relationships, serving people will get me. The rest will sort itself it out. It will take huh? itself out. It will yeah. take care of it. Right. And, and you know, you can have a goal. You want to be the CEO of a company, mm-hmm. the president of a university, director of a philanthropic group and serve and love people be a great teammate um and and after that let the let the chips fall where they may Mm. i've been so driven to be the athletics director now and really what i found out is just i just want to have an impact yeah you know and if this is the platform god gave me then then this is what i want to maximize it but trying to make it happen from ga eric to here was you know i I would tell myself to slow down sure (laughs) Well, Thanks for asking that. Yeah, sure thing. And I, I appreciate you taking time to be here today. Um, I know an AD's job never ends, really. Yep. And um, I know it's summer, but that only means so much. And it'll be fall here before we know it. And 
uh, it's hard not to talk to you and get fired up about LaTeX sports. Yeah. So um, thanks for being here today, Dr. Wood. And, you know, go dogs. Yeah, go dogs. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, you can check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.